0: Dude, you should review movies. Ugh. Oh my god, yes. I'm so you. Okay, I've got okay,
1: a couple. So... A movie review. All right, it's a special edition of Six Pack Cinema today. We uh just switching it up. We're going to be reviewing a person instead of a movie. So, big thanks to Mr. Justin Eaton to come and visit us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Anyone who doesn't know him, you should know him by now. He is the, uh, the biggest, most prof- prolific stuntman to ever come out of Methuen, Massachusetts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a big stunt town. Big stunt town.
1: Mm-hmm. Huge. Martial arts everywhere. So yeah, thank you.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to uh, get to be on talking about the show. I, I was a huge fan before I got the chance to work on it, so being asked even to continually talk about it as a gift.
1: <laughs> there you go. Now we're gonna we're gonna touch upon uh, Punisher, but we really want to get to know you as a person. You was a stuntman, really.
2: Okay.
1: All right. We're gonna get in depth. People who uh, full disclosure, I've I've known Justin for about I think seven years loosely. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen you in about seven or six and a half of those, but right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we fell off a little bit. We were close. Yeah. We hung up for like. Two solid months, and then you just fucking vanished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, my sister told me like, yeah, he's he's gonna go out to to California to try to be a stuntman. I'm like, good luck being a caterer, man. That's gonna be
0: rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's shown you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really happy you made it. I mean, and you're doing very very well too. I
2: appreciate it.
1: It's okay. It okay. was
2: definitely a uh, it was a it was a fast decision. So especially when I brought it up to people and I said, hey, i um, I'm doing this. They're like, oh okay, good luck. And I was like, actually, no, I'm doing it like right now. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. And they were like, oh, oh, oh okay. So it became very real, very fast.
1: That's very fortunate of you. Yeah. Uh, well, you took advantage of it. All right. Well, I wanted to get down to serious brass tacks. One question we have to ask you. Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? Your opinion. Go.
2: According to Netflix, yes. Hell yes. It is not. There you go. No, no. It's not. Uh, and it's only and, and and it's because there is more badassery than holiday spirit. Bruce Willis goes insane, yep. hangs this guy over here, deals with twins, has no shoes on, dives out windows. Dude, I, I like that it finishes on
0: a holiday note. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Barely. I pose to
0: you that' it's More a prop than anything else. I pose to you that all that badassery is part of the Christmas spirit. He does
2: send a, a dead guy down an elevator wearing a sweater that he wrote "ho ho ho" on, which is exactly, which is pretty Santa. If, <laughs> Bruce Willis is Santa. That's the secret to Die Hard. <laughs> actually, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I feel like we've convinced so him. The- now. It's it's a full on. It's a Christmas movie. The biggest <laughs> argument is that it was released in the middle of summer.
3: Like it wasn't even marketed as a Christmas movie. Yeah. So how is it a Christmas movie? Dead
2: giveaway. <laughs> but actually you know it's what? Funny you, get out it. Of- it's funny you ask that question. My girlfriend and I literally last night were like, oh, we should watch a movie. And we get on Netflix, holiday movies. And Die Hard was number two on the oh, list. Shit. Ugh,
0: it's so stupid. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy. All right. Netflix, love you guys. Shout out. Sponsor the pod. You understand me. I've been arguing with these guys for like three days on how we should do Die Hard for our Christmas movie this year. And they're like, that's not a Christmas movie.
2: If there's an action movie to review around the holidays, I would absolutely agree that it is Die Hard.
0: Or my backup was Jingle All the Way.
1: And I quit. If we have to do that, I quit.
0: Two drastically different films. <laughs> Equally amazing, though.
2: I need the toy. I
0: need a... <laughs>
1: Nice. <laughs> so, there was a lot of stunts. There's a little segue. A lot of stunts in, in Die Hard. Oh yeah. Uh, have you have you done anything similar to those?
2: Uh, to those, I've I've done. Um,
1: let's 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 start. Let's make it easier. What are the, some of the better ones you've done?
2: The better ones. Um, well, I've gotten to get yanked through walls, uh, jump out of buildings. Not like fifty-story buildings. That's uh, what I call an art form. Uh, Of the truest kind i worked for a guy um who is he's one of the legends back in the day he was a high diver and all this stuff and he would do 80 story high falls and it was just it's a dying art though because it's expensive to do that and it's cheaper to draw somebody in in post so you don't get the opportunity to do those as much anymore um but yeah i've done i've done a lot of stuff crashing some driving getting hit by cars jumping out of cars um predominantly I do a lot of fight work, Um, fight scenes and falls and wrecks and stuff like that. Um, But I'm down to try anything, pretty much anything.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, make sure you say that every time you go to work.
2: (laughs) Pretty much anything, and and I say pretty much because I can think of a lot of stuff that might seem crazy that I'd still love to do. Um, But again, a high fall uh, was, a record-setting high fall was a guy came out of a helicopter and landed on a pad on the roof of a skyscraper. So oh, yeah. when he's leaving the helicopter, his landing zone only looks like it's this big.
1: It could have been a lot a lot greater if a fall be missed.
2: Yeah, it's it's literally like a gust of wind would have taken him from not just missing the pad, missing the building. So that's the kind of thing where you're
1: like, What maybe. And this is where computers are a huge benefit, because then he's not
2: dying. Yeah, <laughs> I would do just about anything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been really fortunate, been able to do a lot of stuff and I consider myself to be very calculated. So anytime one of these crazier gags comes up, um, I I like to think of it as looking at the angles, you know, what could go wrong? Um, and, and beyond what can go wrong to keep some positive thought in there to also think, how could I make this look maximum cool? How could I do something that's different? Um, that's engaging that you haven't seen already and I could still do it safely and probably have to do it. More than once. Um, so if it's gonna suck, as in it's gonna hurt really bad, um, make sure you can get more than one duck. Because uh, chances are you'll do the gnarliest wreck. You'll roll down a hill, and I know a guy that did this. He did a, a hill fall, rolling down a hill, broke his leg when he got and he got to the bottom. And he had broken his leg during the fall. And uh, director didn't know, and he goes, "Do you have one more in you?" And the guy went,
1: "Yep." <laughs> oh Jesus, poor
2: guy. Make sure there's an ambulance at the bottom of the hill. I'll go up and do one more. And he did another one, and I think. I don't think he broke anything more, but obviously going down a hill on a broken leg wasn't great. Um, and then he got in the ambulance and drove away. <laughs> day at work. Just another day at work. We are, um, I think we're very valuable, but we are also there because we're expendable. You know, you can't have your actor <laughs> do that. So <laughs> make well, it look as cool as you can and stay safe.
1: At least you know like, where you are. At least you know that you got a good grasp of reality because you're right. I mean, you're, you're the guy
2: yeah i mean you know, you're,
1: you're not justin you're just there's get the guy
2: yeah try try to enhance everything try to bring it up to another another level um in a way that would be unsafe for your lead or or the actor you're doubling to do but so going just, along with that that means you can go to the ambulance at the end of the day <laughs>
1: Do you feel more like being – sometimes you feel like a a co-worker of these actors or more of a prop?
3: Well, I had – what's the hierarchy on set? Like do actors look at you like, oh, this guy's doing the shit I'm too pussy to do? Or (laughs) or, like do some respect you more because you're doing the crazy stuff? Or or you –
2: there there is actually a broad range uh that you can get um there are some actors i won't name names um who will refuse to tell themselves or anyone else that they even have a stunt double so in that case they don't even want to see you uh sometimes you won't meet them um you know they'll finish they'll leave set you'll scurry in do your thing and you leave quick
3: that's a mental midget
2: shit yeah (laughs) it's um it, it can come off kind of shitty and in some ways I can understand it you know if, if you're kind of like a method actor and you're really into this and you want to believe you're this person you're this assassin who can do anything it's difficult sometimes for uh, especially for, for the for these very realistic actors who get so far into it to be, to stay in that zone and watch someone else dressed like them that looks like them and go do the badass part and then go and pretend to do it after um, but on the other side of that, you've got some people that absolutely love you. some actors are, Oh, I thank God you're here. We have this thing we need to do and I'm just fucking it up. Please come in and say, it. <laughs> um, nice. uh, so, so you get a lot of, you get a lot of mixture, but for the most part, you find that people, people are just people. Um, they know you're there to do a job. They're there to do a job. It's an extraordinary job. It's an out of the ordinary, uh, job to have, but, uh, you know, respecting all the different departments and because and, it is a it's a big group effort. So respecting all the departments and the, the people that are around you and treating them like people, um, you get the best of everything. So I, I always enjoy meeting the people that are excited for you to be there because you're excited to be there. So that energy
1: builds, you know, well, nice. All right. well, your excitement to be there is uh you and like you said before, you know, you're expendable. How long is like the career span for a stuntman? Are you in your prime right now, or are you a veteran? Um, or both, actually.
2: You're, well, I'll 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 say this. Um, the the life of a stuntman can be uh, drastically different. You'll have some guys that will get in, and what their specialty is is you know say say it's it's high falls. You know, old school guys that got in and their specialty was high falls. Well, any of those go wrong, and your career's quite short um but uh someone like myself i got in when i was jeez 19 or 20. wow was, like I was right in the cusp um but i was fortunate enough to come in with a lot of training already i unknowingly was training to be a stunt guy i did gymnastics when i was younger for many years i got into martial arts and it took over my life i started doing live performance shows and those three things together are are a great skeleton for moving into the business. So when I got in, I was able to get in and start working fairly quickly. Um, You know, I I definitely paid my dues, did a lot of free work, uh, hit the ground a lot for nothing, just for a a thank you, nice job. Uh, And I think it's what people need to do um, in in any facet. You know, when you get into a company, you're not the CEO, you gotta work your way up and you respect every position and understand each position a little bit more as you go along. that being said, I've been doing it for, she's about 12 years. Um, in a lot of aspects, I would consider myself still to be a student, though. Um, there is constantly things to learn and people that do things better than you. Or um, There's actually a lot of style. In my opinion, there's a lot of style to stunts. There's a lot of acting and style to it. So when you get to... Uh, a certain point and you kind of have established that style of yours and what you like to do, there's always someone that has something they do a little bit differently. So you can learn the same gag you've been doing for years, but a different way to do it or a different way to make it look. Um, so it can be it can be really long. It can be really short. I think I'm just tipping past prime. I'm 31 years old now. Um, i put a lot of wear on my body. I, I do everything I can to try and maintain uh, body and continue to get better. But uh, realistically, most stunt guys are stunt people because there's a lot of badass stunt women, far more badass than myself.
1: BPC, of course, yep.
2: Oh, yeah. Who would start to coordinate or do choreography or things like that that keep you in the business, keep you in the place where you've grown so much and have so much knowledge and, and talent. You have to have some kind of talent to get in. Um, and that's the way to stay in and continue making money in this, in this business. Uh, but as far as hitting the ground, it can be really short or it can be really long. I know some guys almost sixty still hit the ground. There's, uh,
1: <laughs> I love, I love your little lingo, your gags, hitting the ground, like that's <laughs> classic stuntman stuff. You know,
2: if I say something that makes absolutely no sense, to you guys let me know.
1: No context clues, we got it. Yeah,
2: okay. uh, a, a a fun story about you know when when is too old? We'll say there's a guy named Mick Rogers. Uh, Mick has a history, he is, he's is he been around for a long time, he doubled Mel Gibson for many years, he second unit directed Braveheart, um, very accomplished, and was the go-to guy for a lot of things for, for a long time. He started coordinating and I worked with him on Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, if you ever saw that movie.
1: One of my favorites.
2: Really? Oh, okay, well, uh, I got to double Abe Lincoln, I, I guess not a lot of people, get to say they did that in their life <laughs> um, but Mick coordinated that show and in that in that film there's a, this big hill fall the grade on this hill is' like it's practically vertical and they wanted to build this set instead of tr- go and find a hill so they build this thing out of wood and there there's no grass or, or trimmings or anything on it it's just raw planks of wood at this really high angle with different uh, different angles within that and they had to go check out this set before they could start dressing it and use it for the film. So Mick goes and checks it out uh, with uh, another somebody of mine, Dave McCumber, and they're standing at the top of it. And it's probably, the top I think is about 50, 60 feet in the air, all the way down to the ground, down this grade. And <laughs> one of the guys working on the show is standing at the bottom and he looks up at Mick and he's like, hey Mick, why don't you try it out? <laughs> like joking. Meanwhile, Mick is in his late 60s, I believe, at the time. Multiple dislocated shoulders, had every surgery you can think of over his career. When he walks, you know he's a stunt guy. You can see it. And without skipping a beat, the guy says, hey, why don't you check it out? He hands his phone to Dave and throws himself down. In a t-shirt and shorts. Gets to the bottom. He's got blood on his knees and his elbows. He looks back up and he's like, yeah, that'll work. And he walks. <laughs> What a boss. Jesus. And there's still, there's still a lot of guys just like that. Mix, mix an old school guy, he used to do Dukes of Hazard, jump cars, jump bikes, um, hardcore guy. Uh, what we refer to in the stunt business as a cowboy, one of the originals, you know. And, uh, and there's a lot of guys like him around. But there's on the other side of that guys that only hit the ground till they're, you know, 30, 35 and then try to get into coordinating right away. So there's a, a big gap.
1: So as long as your heart's in it, you can, you can go. As long as your, your heart's in it and your body's not in pieces, you can just go as, as long as you can You've got it.
2: enough ligaments across your joint and you can move. You'll do it, I'm sure. Nice.
0: I had a question. Uh, you, you had mentioned some guys getting into coordinating pretty early. Is that something you want to do or are you more about the thrill of actually doing the stunts? And
2: I, I'm uh, Like I said, I did a lot of live performance before I got into stunts. So performing, I I love doing. That's like in my blood. doesn't matter how small it is. I, I love to perform. Um, and I struggled with wanting to uh, go to uh, go into coordinating and things because the job's very different once you start coordinating you know you go from being the guy that 's on camera and physical and, and 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 really physically acting through everything and hitting the ground and preparing yourself for it to coordinating which can be a lot more i mean it 's managing essentially you 're managing danger and you 're trying to create uh scenes and make them look good and getting guys into that and you 're you put in more hours, um, and depending on the work, sometimes you're paid less. Um, so it, it can be—it's a—it's a big balance. And when you go, into, you really have to go 100%. In. Um, if you if you just kind of dabble one foot, if you just kind of dabble one foot in, it can be tough to continue. So I I, I am moving now into I've done the most coordinating uh, this past year actually that I've ever done so I'm moving more into doing, uh, more started already. but at the same time, I'm still performing because, uh, I, I need it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So when you get, when you get the phone call, like I know you, you, you kind of teased us, we're going to get into it later on. Um, about Punisher when you get the call that says, Hey, there's a job. What's, what goes through your mind? Is it like, Hey, how much is it, it going to pay? What am I have to do? how long is it going to be? Like, is, like there's a lot of questions that has to be racing through, right? Or is it just like, yes, I'm available.
2: Um, I, I think it, I think it'd be a mixture. I think one of the first things that I would consider is who I'm working for and how long it is. Um, there's, there's, it's a very social community and stunt, So everyone pretty much knows each other for the most part has heard of one another. And um, so when someone says, Hey, I got this job for so-and-so and it's for six months, well, if I know that that coordinator um, is is you know, first you want to work with people you like. So if if I like a person, I am more apt to just be like, "Yep, whatever you need, I'll make it work." Um, if you know it's going to be a struggle or or uh, it's going to be well drama, you know, y- you start to look at other factors. Okay, how long is the run? Um, do I have anything else coming up? Does that conflict with anything? Where are we shooting? Uh, is there prep? So there's, there's a number of things to think about. But for the most part, um, I love working. So 90% of the time, if you call and it doesn't conflict with another job, I'm there. Because uh, it, it really is an extraordinary job. Uh, it, it's hard to even call it a job. I'm extraordinarily lucky to be doing it. And I work with a lot of fun people. So when the phone rings and it's someone I already know, oh. It's a gift. You've made my year. If you call me and go, hey, I got six months of work. We're just going to do this, do that. Uh, it shoots here. And uh, you're the guy. Sweet. That's, I pack that's a bag. I'm out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at your IMDb, IMDb page, it, uh, you've got a lengthy list of things you've done. So you seem like the guy, guy who's like eager.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I, you know, and it's it can be it can be easy to relax because an extraordinary job, yes, but not a typical job. There are definitely dry spells, um, where you know you. I know a lot of guys when we get towards the end of the year, like right now, we're getting into holiday season. A lot of shows are going to wrap up within the next fifteen days, twenty days. They're going to be done, um, and they're going to be on their hiatus through after the new year. So there's a dry spell for everyone. Mm-hmm. So you really are. You have to be eager to make sure you take advantage of the opportunities while they're there because something can happen and the opportunity is gone. Even after that phone call, you get, hey, I need you for six months. Well, all of a sudden the actor, uh, you know, is it comes down with something or, or gets in a car accident. Uh, you know, hopefully nothing like that happens. But if it happens, all of a sudden production shuts down. and That six months of work is gone. Mm. You got to go find something else. So, so it's being eager is kind of the only way to be. So, that, so that's
1: what happens when the general hospital calls and you have to go on for one
2: episode. <laughs> that was so awesome because I grew up, my mom is such a huge general, <laughs> huge general hospital fan. I don't know if it's just like a Northeast thing, but she, uh, every episode. So I saw almost every episode. So to go and then work on it and work with the people I watched when I was growing up was
1: That's crazy. awesome.
2: And my mom was but tickled over the whole thing. It was crazy. Cause that
1: that's like the thorn and not the thorn, but that that's definitely stands out in your resume. Like, oh, you got all these great movies
2: at like Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Uh, General Hospital. <laughs> know, you know, it's just like it doesn't doesn't quite fit. Yeah, so, uh, someone actually said to me, they're like, there's stunts on General
0: Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about to ask, what is the stunt they needed on General Hospital? But uh, uh, someone someone cry harder. Yeah, for – Yeah. <laughs> The stunt crier. That's, that's pretty <laughs> uh,
2: it was a small fight, a small fight scene with um, a character that was gone. Uh, An actor, Steve, used to play Jason, and then Steve left the show. They made a new actor, Jason, but Steve ended up coming back. So they made a new character for him that is a little nuts, and he's literally like breaking out of a mental place. And the, myself and two other orderlies come to restrain him, which we fail.
0: Weird,
2: but still need stunt guys. You'd be surprised, but sometimes they need stunt guys for it. Yeah, I um, was instance, surprised maybe, with Glee. Yeah, Glee. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah what you do with Glee? Another one. You know, working on Glee, I got sent to the ER. <laughs> <Working> on- <laughs> no shit. <laughs> working on Glee, I got sent to the ER. Um, is randomly done That's and got tackled into. Uh, a bunch of music stands, you know the the metal frame ones. Yeah. And when we went backwards. I caught one of them in the, the back of my head, split it open, and they were like, "You need stitches." So they sent me to the hospital. Fucking Glee, man. Parkour. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did they
3: use the shot in the in the episode?
2: Uh, they do. Um, they use one of the wides of it. It's violent. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you be surprised how often someone will. Uh, We'll say you know like while well, holding my head bleeding or when I did my my chin. I was holding my chin I was like, did it look good? <laughs> <laughs> I got we another one I can go yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. So speaking of your past, uh and Jimmy hasn't been too vocal yet because he's very patiently waiting. He <laughs> he wants to talk about something that I know is a little dear to your heart.
3: Yeah. So the big the biggest title that jumped out for me was Banshee. Uh oh. Love Banshee, and you were uh, Anthony Starr's double?
2: Correct. Uh, For the whole
3: show? Um,
2: I came in for season two. Uh, There was a different crew for season one, and uh, then Marcus Young took over as coordinator, and uh, kind of, I think it was almost a whole new team came in in season two, and I was lucky enough to be a part of that, and it was one of the best crews I've ever worked with. Great group of guys, the actors were always great. Uh, and I was able to do it through its end of the show. We did, three or, we did four seasons. I was with them for three seasons.
3: Yeah. That's a show that like, no, one, no one ever knows of it, but I always tell them, like, no, it's good. And then it starts off yeah. a little like just episodal in every fight, but it's very good show. That's awesome.
2: Oh, well, thank you very much. It was, it was one of my favorite shows to work on.
3: But did he do sure. a lot of stunts? Because like, a lot of the up-close fighting scenes, they have close-ups of Star Hood's face.
2: Like I was trying to find clips. You'd, you'd be surprised how many times they showed my face. Really? Ooh. There's a, there's a number of shots where uh, one that comes to mind, there, there's a fight in a hospital. He's going to protect uh, Hoon Lee yeah. uh, character. And um, this guy dressed as a priest comes in with a gun and they have a the whole fight scene in there. Well, there's a throw and he throws Hood into the column and he falls and hits the ground. And camera just looks straight down and it's – That's awesome. My <laughs> it happens all the time um a- anthony was uh anthony was very into the show a phenomenal actor um really dedicated to it always had questions always wanted to try and tweak things to make it kind of fit what he saw and uh but not always the most physically capable. He did everything he could and even wanted to do more than I wanted him to sometimes um that's the other thing that goes along with doubling is making sure. Your actor looks good, but you also have to kind of protect them, yeah, um, because you start going, adrenaline starts flowing, and they're like all right cool no i 'll do that i 'll do that and you're like <laughs>
0: you
2: so I'm sure you do it great, but you shouldn't because production shuts down if you get hurt, and if I get hurt i 'm expendable <laughs> so uh but no he he was great actually uh I, I'm so glad you brought that show up i'm glad you really enjoyed it because that was that was a show that was near and dear to my heart. It was great to work on um Still keep in touch with a lot of those guys. That whole uh, stunt team, I still have in a group text. We still text each other all the time. Um, who was and who?
3: So the the sorry to cut you off, but the stunt guy that played Kai Proctor mm-hmm. with that fucking weird ass fighting style, did that stunt man like have to know that or learn that?
2: Um, his stunt double uh, by the name of Mike Wilson, uh, very talented guy, been around for a long time. He actually filmed most of our previs and played. I don't even know how many random uh, thug bad guys in the show. Um, But Mike is very versed, martial arts background. So um, he didn't have to pick up too much. He already knew so much of it um, and was there, especially when um, you need your actor to do stuff on camera. If you get the opportunity, if you're lucky enough to get the opportunity to train them beforehand, uh, before you even have a fight come up, uh, it helps a lot. So Mike was heavily involved in training him in that from the get go. Uh, so it was really coming from him a lot. And, and we, have a very, we had a very diverse team of different talents. Almost every, everybody was a martial artist but came from different backgrounds. Right. Everyone had you know, existential talents that they were better at. And uh, that was just the best melting pot for that show because we did have so many different styles and different characters that we tried to create different styles for. Uh, but yeah, Mike killed it. Mike always does. He's doubling he's doubling on MacGyver, actually, for the first season. He's one of the MacGyver doubles. He's still crushing it. That's fun. One
3: more Banshee question. Kind of a general question. A lot of sex mm-hmm. scenes in Banshee. Yep. So you're Anthony Starr's stunt devil, double when he's getting <laughs> injured and hurt. Now, mm-hmm. is there another guy that's the body double, and he's like, I'll just
2: come in and, and
3: fake sex, and
2: then you get tapped <laughs> out? Uh, Anthony did not have a body double. Oh, okay. Uh, there are there are definitely actors where yes they will have a guy or gal come in who is uh, gifted <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they'll do those scenes. But a lot of times on that show because there was they wanted to see the actors do everything, mm-hmm. including the sex scenes. Yeah, um, so, yeah. I want to say everybody you saw on that show was. The actor body.
3: Cool. I remember reading <laughs> it an no. interview with uh, Star, and he was like, I came from a soap opera in Australia. Like, I have no idea how to do any of this fighting action stuff. So good thing he had to yeah. do. Yeah. It.
2: It, it, was, it was very, very new to him. It was actually, and this was a going joke between us, when he first would come up and make a, a guard stance where everything's based, like where you put your hands. Fists are always nice and straight. <laughs> and Anthony would come in. <laughs> Like fighting Irish. And I would always give him shit for it. Um, But uh, he's he's got, and he understands that he doesn't have that background. So whenever we could work, I always work on straightening everything out and making him look as good as possible. But uh, that that was the one thing that was, you know, you can, it's a dead giveaway. And I feel like a lot of times, even to the audience, you guys recognize that this is not straight. Sometimes you just don't even realize you're doing. When you're in the middle of learning and doing so much that you've never done before, your body's just going to kind of, do what it thinks is supposed to be happening uh but no he he, he was he was great to work with on that show uh, I, was, I think he's been he's been back home in uh uh new zealand he's a new zealand cat he's a kiwi, uh,
0: kiwi. He's home,
3: yeah he was on like an australian soap opera all right one last banshee thing here's the scene guys
0: <laughs> great radio
2: but i'll, p- I'll put it is. in nice okay
3: so this is you getting thrown right there
2: oh yeah so let's see that's I, awesome. so yeah if when it pans down when i hit the ground so it's kind of blurry because it's youtube but that's your face that's me <laughs> that's pretty cool and, and that's uh, awesome it, it helped that i was uh that anthony and i Look uh, up. were so similar yeah. we were dead ringers um i would have people come up from behind me and put their hand on my shoulder and go anthony up Oh. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we were really I was a very good double for him. We looked very similar. It's
3: awesome. All right, nice. you guys can proceed. We'll we'll stop Banshee. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> we'll, Banshee we'll, 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 go, we'll go back to yeah, I mean I I know from your Facebook that you were a big Banshee lover yourself, so. Why do I to get that one out there? Yeah. Um so back to Netflix Marvel. How about you go this? So uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, uh, Iron Fist, and Punisher.
2: What's your what's your ranking? Ranking. Okay. Um, well, I am super biased to Daredevil. Um, okay. And, well, I'm going to go with the first four that came out. I'm going to rank the first four personally. Um, okay. Because Punisher, you're, you're super biased. I am. I am. Like I, I doubled on on because you are Punisher. I, why up Well, and and I, I will say this: I, I've told everybody else this too. Um, I was not the only Punisher double. Um, my well, dir- we'll cut
0: that part out. No one needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: very accomplished and very very talented guy Eric Linden was the original double, and he actually was doing some badassery. Got a little tweaked, uh, and I was in New York already because they finished Defenders right around the time that. Punisher was starting, and I was doubling Scott Glenn, which I've been doing on D.D. since season one. Which is and, crazy that you, you double a 60-year-old man. So he, well. He's more badass than I will ever be. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it just happened to work out perfectly, and I, and I have a relationship with Eric. I've known him for a long time. I knew Tom. I worked with Tom on Banshee, actually. Tom Williams, the stunt coordinator. Evan Dane Taylor, our choreographer, who is the sweetest person you will ever meet. Um, and could kill you uh, with your own pinky. Yeah. <laughs> Insanely talented guy. Uh, Jefferson Cox, our, uh, our Ben Barnes double. Um, great group of guys. But so beyond that, I'm very biased, yes. Uh, but for the first four shows, D.D. I'm biased because they really set up, they set up the universe that the other four shows, the other three shows live in. Um, and they did a great job. Season one, to me, was a home run. Absolute grand slam. Um, I think Jessica Jones kind of went in the, in another direction. It was a lot more about, you know, who do you trust? I I, I don't even know if I could trust myself to do this, you know, and, and it, it became a lot more of an internal struggle for her as opposed to, oh, I'm super strong. Um, Luke Cage, I think, tried to kind of do, do both. Um, I think part of the way through that season, it kind of has a change up in its main storyline a little bit. It gets shaken up. There, there's, um,
1: two, there's two different stories going on at the same time. Like, yeah. It's just stopped there one was, way, and they're like, oh, it'll keep going despite the main guy dying, whatever.
2: Right. It's, it's a yeah. little, uh, it was difficult for me to follow the flow of that show, um, and I know that they got a lot done very fast, and I give all the props to all the stunt people involved in that because I know it was hectic. Um, Iron Fist, and I know what people say about Iron Fist, and i'm sure but what, do, what do people say about Iron uh most most people i meet that I've, have watched didn't enjoy Iris.
0: i um, i will let you know i actually liked it and As, as did, what i've heard as what i've heard is they they didn't have a ton of time to actually prep a lot of the stunt and fight work so i give them a little bit more leeway because of that yes
2: i i, I will say this because um in a number of different uh you know there's all these interviews and things that come out after the fact and people were kind of pointing fingers at stunts, like you guys weren't doing their jobs or anything. Uh, Brett Chan was a coordinator uh, who I know, and he do- also does Marco Polo and a number of different things. A Canadian guy, super talented and a great person. And he had a great team behind him, Johnny Yang and all these guys. And I think it would be impossible for them to have done more or do their jobs better uh, under the circumstances they were given. Um, so I, I, I don't think that Iron Fist – Uh, got a chance to really get into its own flow and really be the the show that they were wanting it to be. Uh, I think it laid the groundwork of an understanding for the character. So you have an opportunity to now in season two go, hey, these were mistakes we made. Let's make them right. Because the potential for Iron Fist to me is out of this world. It's a huge character. There's a lot of people. If you follow comics, you know Iron Fist. Uh, I think it has tons of potential. Yeah, but Iron
1: Fist was always better when he was teamed up with Luke Cage.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, that's what I'm most <laughs> He really was.
1: He's just, I mean, he, he, just he, how it was. <laughs> yeah, he's standalone. Yeah, just like, he was okay, but I mean, he's
2: just a kung fu guy, whatever. But him in relationship with Luke Cage, the, the bulletproof man, fucking awesome. Well, I mean, Th- that was not just the kung fu like guy, that. though. He's a master of all. Master of master all. Master of all, yes. Put that in a- <laughs> oh,
1: the.
2: Nuts. The potential's endless. Yep. And then
1: there's uh, Jessica Jones,
2: who's just, like, really bitchy and strong. That was my favorite. Well, if, you them, yeah. if you look at them like uh, – if you look at them set up as characters for Defenders in particular, they all fill different roles. Um, yeah. But I think Jessica Jones as a standalone show still did fantastically. Uh, I thought oh. it was really well written, and the acting um, – oh, I'm, how did it, his name just jumped out of my head. The main villain. Um, oh, um – from, oh, the purple guy. From,
3: from Broadchurch. Yeah. From Scott.
2: Is
0: that Ryan? David Tennant. David Tennant. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Phenomenal. I, was, I was
0: connecting through Doctor uh, or Doctor Who. <laughs> it,
2: it, an insane villain. Did such a great job. I think the show is great. And I'm excited to see what season two uh, rang out, honestly. Because um, mm-hmm. they, they made a great style of their own. um defenders i thought was great when they came together i thought iron fist uh shined a bit in a lot of those moments on defenders mm-hmm. uh, matt mullins came in coordinating a huge show with a lot of stuff to get done and i think he nailed it um but again i'm biased to punisher so of course punisher. you are
1: <laughs> I, no, actually my, my favorite uh is, is da- daredevil season two because of punisher mm, which great. not to burst your bubble or anything but i i've so far i'm, I'm, I'm like five episodes into punisher Season two of Daredevil was a much better season for Dare- for uh, Punisher than,
2: well, I think, than this one so far. I think he got the benefit of getting this put C4 on the doors, blow the room out kind of entrance in season two. Yeah. Uh, the, he was fucking awesome. Him in the courtroom, John Brenthal in that, um, you want me to be the Punisher? I'll be the Punisher. I'll be that guy. Like, it's just. Oh. Holy crap! <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. and I think it's the best. Like when, um, like when people said, "Hey, this is the Joker." in posters behind you in the Batman series, that Joker came out, and that was it. That was where Joker was. And I think Johnny the Punisher. That's that's how that's how this character should exist. That's how they should be, especially in this day and time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I, do you I, remember the the Punisher movies? From the early 2000s? I do. (laughs) Not great. Well, there was a lot of great action. There was a lot of... Yes, no, there was. But but context lacking, per se? I I, I think there is... And I think it's a a constant struggle where, especially when you're covering comic book characters, there's... You don't want to stray too far. Because the whole reason people are aware of them is because of the comics. So you don't just want to make something completely new. And I think it's a very delicate balance, even just down to dialogue as far as staying true to the comic and making something new and fresh. Um, it, it's, I can't imagine trying to do it myself. Uh, cause, so you always end up with these kind of very comic booky lines somewhere in the middle of a, of a scene where they might not work, but yeah. they might really work. So you never know.
1: Well, I mean, what I, what I like about the Netflix version of Punisher is that like every time he kills it's for like a reason that you're really, you can connect with, in the movie version, it was like he's killing because they're bad and like he just doesn't like bad people. Right. Which right. is more and, which is more along the lines of the comic book. But yeah. they 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 took the character like, well, we have to make it actually substantial, like have some kind of substance to it.
2: So Right. Well, and, and it being the film, you only have to maintain this this arc for two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where we're going. Oh, we're almost over and it's done. But this series, especially if it's you know, multiple seasons of a show. That if you did two two episodes of the Punisher movies in, in the TV show, no one would watch episode three. You just well, and I, and I would say I see this, that sure. we kind of run into this when we were um, on Banshee, and a number of shows run into it, where the audience will become somewhat numb if you throw action 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 action. Uh, now it's just expected, and now the adrenaline's wearing off. And now I need to care about the action I'm watching to be invested in it. So mm-hmm. that is exciting again. Um, so to have it be a constant would be death to a show. Well, I feel like that's a classic DC problem. Well, yeah, big, bigger is always better. Let's mm. digitize some more. I mean, and I think there's there's a lot of positives that come out of the movies. But I think I think Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yes, Did epically yeah. done. Great job. Yeah. Um, but Batman versus Superman, the last 45 minutes was just a big nuclear explosion. A little yeah, much. Yeah, it was It was a bit long. It was a bit, yeah. uh, it, I think it got to that, that point where, you know, you try to include almost too much. You wanted to introduce Wonder Woman, so she's a part of it. But mm-hmm. the movie is Batman versus Superman. And it, yeah. it, you can't ultimately just make a movie called Batman versus Superman and then make the last 45 minutes them beating the crap out of each other. Um with all this buildup, at some point you're just like, okay, just get to it. I, I know, you've already told me what's gonna happen, please do it. Um, so they try to introduce different characters and then make them come together to fight another villain. And it just becomes a little layered. Yep. Yeah, we're on the same page there.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they wasted the
2: Doomsday.
0: Thing. Yeah, Doom. oh man, Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> man. Like that right, that should have been such like an iconic arc to build up to. The Doomsday vs. Superman, Death of Superman arc, and they just wasted it on like this last 15 minutes of a shitty movie. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, have,
2: I wouldn't have pulled that cord in that movie. I'd have saved it, you know? It was, um, you know, obviously you have to make it a character that is epic enough for these three superheroes to have trouble with. But you could do a standalone. I hope they, I hope they do some kind of prequel standalone, because like you said, the character is amazing.
1: Well, if if Warner Brothers will green light that, which is questionable because they need to make money to do that, yeah, it's just one of those things. So <laughs> before before we started recording, I think you you brought up that um you, you might be, can we talk about Punisher? Uh, we can do that, yeah. Potentially, you may have a second season in you. The, it's which is great because I mean, Stick's dead, so you you need jobs. So
0: spoiler alert gotta- for defenders.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, there, uh, I've heard rumors, uh, of, some, of potential season two. Uh, I don't know, uh, nothing. I, as far as I know, has been greenlit lit uh, or, or in prep or anything like that. Um, but I, I think, I think higher ups were happy with what came out. I think there's room to grow and I think it would be a mistake not to give it at least one more season. Um, I, I think because a lot of people identify so much with the character and just uh, uh, emotionally, sometimes you just want to avenge and, and sometimes it's not, you know, D- Daredevil is a very, though, though it can be a violent show is a very PC show. You, you connect with him because of his sincerity and because he has a human factor to him. And, and Frank has on many levels, not all, but many levels lost that. And I think part of us, always identifies with someone going through that Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think i think we should go 10 seasons but
1: (laughs) and and what it it does to show out to showcase you know ptsd and real soldiers and what they go through yeah that's that's very important
2: absolutely absolutely so
1: they're doing a good they're doing good service with this too
2: yeah i think it's something that you know people sometimes will talk about but there's not a lot of proactive you know, things that, that get done, you know, our, our veterans get lost. And, and even we have Veterans Day and people think that, you know, their, their Facebook post is, is solving an issue. Um, no, no, a Veterans Day uh, means that. Wait, the- wait, wait. You're
0: yeah. telling me it's not solving an issue when I hit share?
2: <laughs> if you hit like, you've saved a life.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I hit one of those things. It was like 100 likes and the doctor will save a child. So <laughs> yeah, I've veterans a Day. a lot of veterans Day is-
1: For me, it was like I got a discount on my couch a bot
3: there you
2: go. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, uh, this I, I is America, guys. I, I it's, just, it's we're healing. Like, like, and John was was very, very much aware of that, um, and tried to be as telling to that story without, um, you know, trying to trying to poke it at guilt. He's he's not trying to by exploring this character in this avenue that is very important. He's not trying to say you've you've done wrong. It's like like no this is this is just where we are this is real life and if it affects you um, and my portrayal of this character can affect you in that way and make you want to do more and and it's it's all the better and, and I think there couldn't be a better cause for it, um, it it's it, it was it was very interesting to be on set some of my first few days they um, spent a lot of time they would get to set and typically you're, you're flying, you're moving fast. If your call time's 6.45, they're gonna put you in a chair for hair and makeup right away, especially if you're, if you're lead. Um, you're gonna go into prep, you're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna start their lighting and everything like that, and then boom, you wanna get your first shot off. And almost every day um, that I was there, at least, uh, that involved action and things like that, John uh, was, would take time out to try and focus on what the scene was about, for the day, what you were trying to say, um, and make sure that it was done in a tasteful way, um, not in, in any kind of selfishness. And, and John always wanted to do that, again, not to be selfish. He didn't come in and say, this is how I see it. Uh, a lot of times it was coming in saying, this is what I think the perspective really is, and I see what you're trying to say. I just think there's a better way we can say it. Uh, and and he, was, he was always about that. Uh, lots of respect to John.
0: For sure. So I have a
3: question about being on set. Uh, Do you? I would guess you don't get full scripts. You just get the sides.
2: It depends. Um, Some shows I don't even get sides.
3: So you just get like... (laughs) Is my video frozen? It is. All right. Well, we'll move on. (laughs) Um, Like you're holding your hand
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: so questions. So I picture it like these shows that you're really into the story if you're just like show up one day and they're like oh yeah Hoon Lee's in the hospital job's hurt and you're just like what the hell happened to job running around asking for like the story like how is it a struggle to be part of the show like you you're moving the storyline but you have no idea what it is just
2: personally a um, hey. It can be difficult because uh, I think there's, I think there's a big misconception that stunt guys are just the guys that come in and you point at the floor and say fall right there and they do it and go home. Um, the, the best action sequences and the best action films are the ones that make you care. Um, and choreography and, and action should continue to tell that story, no matter how minuscule that story might be or how dramatic it might be. Um, stunt, stunt people are actors. Uh, The good ones are you have to be because if if you come in and and like you said, and it's just oh Well, I I don't know the story, but I'm just gonna fall and that's it You know, there's days where that's fine. You come in and what they do uh, what they call day playing uh, Playing a random guy or or just randomly doubling doubling a character for one day You don't need to understand a full story arc if coming in and you're falling out the back of a chair and that's all you're doing Um, but if you're on the run of a show and You're not reading the scripts I think you're doing yourself and the show a disservice. Um, you, you have to understand what they're trying to say from the script and translate it into your action. Um, because if a, a small thing, if there's, if Rousseau and, and Frank are fighting and they just say, okay, uh, the two of them are fighting and um, we want to see about 30 seconds. Go. Well, where is it? <laughs> What's happened before this? What happens after this? Um, are they practically sparring? You know, are they are they rageful at one another? Is one person trying not to fight? Yeah. And this this dictates all sorts of things about not only the actual framework choreography, but how you're going to perform it as well. Because when you get in and they go over your shoulder, um, or wherever they want to shoot it from with the double, you need to portray those same kind of things that your actor would. Um, so I, I think it's very important when you're when you're part of a big run of a show to understand it. I think there's definitely times where it's like, hey, you're an ND guy, uh, go do that, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I worked on a show, you guys know the show Westworld. Yep, yes, so, big fan. Westworld, uh, incredible show, holy crap, love that show. Um, but they are very secretive, incredibly secretive and I totally understand why. Um, and I think so secretive, the extent of all I could tell you is is, I was a random person who had to run in, engage in a gunfight, get shot and die. Well, they were moving so fast, all they said was action. And oh. from there, I, I came in, did something that I thought was good, fell at a certain point, and when they were done, they said, great. Huh. So there, there are shows that definitely kind of give you a bit of freedom, and it, unless you're not completely boning the scene you're doing something right
1: (laughs) so it sounds like you nailed it and the the call you back yes hopefully so
2: so so there's definitely two two very broad sides of the spectrum Uh, I feel like those are most of my answers to you guys is is zero percent and a hundred percent but it's it's really case by case basis that makes sense Uh, this this art business we're in
1: Well, I definitely got a lot more information than I had before I started talking to you. <laughs> you know, this and just is talking, So cut me off when I'm No, no. That's, I think we should probably wrap it up, but um well, I have let's... one
0: last question I wanted to
1: ask. Fine, Dave. Fine. I, yeah,
0: yeah. Let me let me get this. Up. So okay. if you were going to plan and do a stunt, what would be your like top of the line most outrageous cool stunt that you want to plan and do?
2: Oh. <laughs> A high dive oh man um a it with well to me having uh having mostly a predominant fight background i would be more apt to want to create a sequence as opposed to one pinnacle thing that they have the chance to kind of chop up or, or um like if it say it was hey i want to do a high fall well there's a chance that they go they see me go out the window from inside the building and then they just don't use my fall cut way out back and you see a little dump. Um, so to me, I would like to create a full sequence of things. Like um, I always think about the end of Lethal Weapon when it goes and they're running through the streets and then there's a car chase and they crash and then there's the fire hydrant uh, mm-hmm. hit. So there's water everywhere and they have a fight with weapons and then they're empty hand and there's this whole struggle and there's cops and lights and helicopters. That's the kind of thing I would want to create. Um, because there's so much texture to it. Make something out of a storyline that people care about and make just the gnarliest scene that can con- continue to tell that story. Um, we had some options on Punisher, actually, uh, where our co- coordinator had the opportunity to uh, write a, a treatment for uh, the ending. And that's exactly what it reminded me of. like. Lethal Weapon on crack. Hmm. Like <laughs> Lethal Weapon and uh, not Jingle All the Way, the other one we were talking
0: about. Die Hard. Die hard. Yeah.
2: It, was, <laughs> it was literally those two movies, just the best parts of them, batched together with the storyline laid over it, and it was beautifully genius. It would have been an incredibly expensive thing to do, which is why we didn't sure. get to. Um, but it had all sorts of different elements, uh, vehicles and explosions and uh, warehouse equipment. And we had uh, sniper rifles and handguns. And then we have hand-to-hand just all this stuff, but that would continue to tell, it, it almost pays homage to the struggle of these two characters, how dramatic and just drawn, almost drawn out that it would feel like, uh, but still engaging. So t- to me, I'd want to make a whole sequence that involves a number of different aspects uh, That's somewhere in there you probably like want to cry or cheer. (laughs) If if, if I'm not mistaken, haven't you
1: already done this yourself and posted on Instagram a video with you beating a bunch of guys up with like really fake blood splatter CGI'd in? Uh, That might be a regular Tuesday for you, but I I definitely remember you seeing that. Trying to think of which video that might be. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll try to dig it up, maybe we'll splice it in. But that, yeah, it that's was, a
0: good teaser. Now all the listeners can go find your Instagram and go look through all the videos to see if it's that one.
1: I think it might have been like two years video. ago, but it was like it was like, oh my god, he
2: he just fucking
1: broke his. Oh no, that's really just fake CGI, but <laughs> it's
2: really cool. I like oh, that. Oh, <laughs> I think I know the one. It's actually I think it's from Banshee actually, uh, and it's oh, yeah? uh. I'm just forgetting names right now. Uh, Our character comes out and he's got his Jaguar parked and he's out in a kind of hillbilly neighborhood. And uh, some guys come out and start messing with his car. And we shot a previs. Previs, by the way. I don't know. Just for anyone who's listening and doesn't know. um, Every time a script is written and there's a fight scene involved in it or any bit of action, uh, they give it to stunts. Stunts goes through and goes, okay, cool. Um, This is what we would do here, here, and here. We'll film something, show it to you. Um, and you film a full-on scene. Um, Oftentimes on on Banshee, we would do pages and pages of dialogue in our previs, and you you shoot the the entirety of the scene or just that bit of action to show them, hey, this is where we shot it from because it shows this. Um, This is the action we chose and why. What do you guys think? Um, So when we get the chance to do previs, it, it can be a very lengthy thing or a small thing, but I kept all of them. <laughs> so nice. uh, there is one that I posted. Oh man, it was it was a while ago, but yeah, it's me essentially playing that character yeah, and exactly beating it was. the crap out of four guys with a uh, side view mirror.
0: Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. That was fun. Well, Now that you described that, I think I may have actually just stumbled across that a couple of years ago because that sounds familiar, and I didn't oh, watch yeah. it as recently. Oh, yeah. It. Um, it, it's a great way to
2: kind of promote a lot of times. Um, you know, things get things get chopped up for airtime, for quality. It, once you film something and get excited about it, try not to only because chances are, especially in the stunt world, that once it goes to the editing room floor, uh, there, there's a good chance they're going to chop it up. And you're not going to be as happy with it as as what you did um so keeping previous is a great way to show hey this is what we came up with this is the way we wanted to shoot it and this is us having a blast doing it um so it's a good promotional tool as well to hang on to previous absolutely nice. yeah. uh one last thing before i let you go mm.
1: you were in deadpool i was i know i know not not a huge role or anything but did you wear the red
2: suit I did not get a chance. I, it. I digitally. Uh, oh. I did motion capture as Deadpool. Um, oh, that's cool. A couple that's of other people. Of awesome. Did, well, some some very talented guy. A guy named Ross Kostman, um came in, and did a lot of. Uh, he's an incredible acrobat. Just a great tricker. Uh, really good kid, and he he came in and did some stuff for for DP after they did uh, a lot of live action in Canada. Uh, but I did a lot of stuff. I did some. Motion capture before they went up, and I did some testing because they had whole scenes kind of written, but nothing was locked in. So we we did a lot of just kind of um, throw it at the wall and see what sticks kind of stuff before they went out. Just kind of help prep. But no, and this is like before you knew it, it could be a, like anywhere near the
1: massive hit it was. Yeah, <sighs> no, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, Deadpool. I, I heard I heard it was a, a blast to work on uh, in Canada, but it can be tough if you're not. Core team brought up to be in Canada, and you don't have a visa, then you're just gonna stay in the states.
1: That's, well, that's that's disappointing. I feel bad. as how we just ended the thing. Really
2: I'm sorry. The the I've gotten to wear uh, a couple of superhero costumes. Um, obviously, wearing Punisher costume uh, is still top of my list. Uh, so much fun, but very even, close. even when you're
1: on like a little choo-choo
2: train, yelling at Rusa and That's actually one we made. That's, that's made from a T-shirt and and a light tack vest. We just made it, uh, which oftentimes you have to do. For, but, for those don't you know, uh, his Facebook feed, he just he,
1: he he's making himself punisher and like doing ridiculous things like at a kid's like amusement park. It's, <laughs> it's high comedy. I love it.
2: Well, we we shot that very much near the end uh, of the show. We were filming our last previs, actually for the finale fight, which uh, if you haven't. Finish the season I won't ruin. Um, but <laughs> right, right next door to where that final scene is was a children's little choo-choo train. And uh, we thought we should shoot an alternate ending. Which <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Um, A very close second uh, costume that I got to wear, though, was Doctor Strange. I mean, um, yeah. The cloak is everything. Yes, because, because it is so drastically different from anything other superheroes wear it was many many layers of this beautifully handmade quality i mean that that cloak must have weighed 20 pounds by really? itself. And they literally had plates built into the chest piece and they would put the cloak on and they had to screw in two screws on both sides to hold it because it was so really? heavy pull everything off or fall um but yeah uh, oh Such a beautifully handcrafted uh, thing and not something typical you'd ever even think about. Oh yeah, I want to wear a Doctor Strange costume. Um, But that was very cool. I I very much, very much enjoyed that too. Awesome. Well, hey man, it's been very
1: very cool having you on here. You're our very first guest, our very first interview.
2: Awesome. Um,
1: Awesome. Really happy to have you. Uh, you, We're gonna be drilling you probably later on too, depending on how many shows you pop up on.
2: Well, well, because
1: we'll you are that. barely in everything. And and it's now, awesome. now
0: that you've been on, we feel we have the right to just call you back on whenever we feel like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely do. Uh, no, it was it was fun, guys. Hit me up anytime. I'd love to do this again. I I love uh, talking about about work in the, in the kind of way that you know sheds light on some things. You know, because people mm-hmm. don't often get to talk about stuff like this. So it, it's it's great. Great. No, you never talk to the submen. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Before before we go though, anything else you have coming out you wanna promote or have people find you on Instagram, Twitter, anything? There's
2: always gonna be stuff coming out. Some stuff uh can't talk about yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to message one of those though. Uh, yes, I I will uh they'll be <laughs> as, as close after an NDA uh non disclosure agreement uh I can. Um to be able posting things and talk about stuff, but uh, I'm, always, I'm always down to have conversations with with people who are interested in, in stunts, in the business, and film, or just want to chat. So find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. Um, I'm always down to talk. Awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. You, you, you were great. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, thanks so much, guys. I appreciate um, it. Great. Enjoy hey, the weekend. You too.
1: You as well, take it easy. Take
2: care.
3: I'm going i